Boys and girls, I want you to look at this Christmas tree real, real closely. Would you just look at it and let your eyes feast on it for just a moment? And I want to talk about it just for a few moments tonight. Notice this little ball right here. You see, a Christmas decoration. And for years and years and years, there have been Christmas decorations put on trees. But did you know when that began? A hundred and thirty years ago, in a town in Germany, there was a man who loved Jesus very much. And he said, we want to decorate a tree in honor of Jesus. Now that man was not a theologian, and he was not a preacher. He was not even a choir director. He just loved Jesus. As a matter of fact, he didn't go to church a whole lot because in those days you had to pay to sit in church. They didn't have free seats like we did, and he was poor. But he wanted to make something beautiful for Jesus. And so he began to make out of glass decorations. And if you've ever seen anybody make blown glass, he would blow this glass with his own breath. And he began to make decorations and put them on trees. And people looked. It's the first time ever they had seen a decoration on a tree. And so people began to say, we want some of those decorations. And he made them, and he made them, and he made hundreds of them. And finally, people all over the world began wanting these. And he, he began to make molds so he could make many different kinds of decorations for the trees. Finally, he made over 3,000 molds. And that means 3,000 different decorations. And between the year 1880 and 1939, these decorations became worldwide and were put on all the trees. It's hard for us to imagine today a tree without decorations. But they all began just about 130 or 40 years ago. And look at those lights on the trees. Aren't they beautiful? I've always been amazed and blessed when I see light on a tree. You know when that started? A hundred and two years ago, Benjamin Franklin invited on New Year's Day a group of people to come and see for the very first time the electric light that he had invented. And two years ago, two years later, he went out on Christmas Eve and got a great big tree and he put electric lights on it and there were 80 lights on that tree and he invited all of his friends to come and at a given signal he turned a switch and all the lights came on and there was ooh and ah and everybody was amazed because they had never seen lights on a Christmas tree before. The Christmas tree is something very special to us. Did you know the Bible has a lot to say about trees? It mentions trees over and over again. It speaks of the almond tree and the aloes tree and the apple tree and the cedar tree and the cypress tree and the fig tree and the fir tree and the juniper tree. 
and the oak tree and the oil tree and the palm tree and the pine tree and on and on and on we could go because it speaks of many, many trees. But it says something special about a tree that we remember at Christmas time. The Bible says, Cursed is every man that hangeth on a tree. There was a time in Absalom's life when Absalom had long hair and he was trying to steal the kingdom from King David. And he had led a whole insurrection. And God allowed his animal that he was riding on to come under a tree and his hair caught in the tree and Absalom was hanging there in the tree and Joab, captain of the host, came along and slew him. You see, it doesn't pay to sin. And Absalom had led a whole rebellion against God's man. But the Bible goes on to speak of the tree upon which Jesus died. And for just a moment, I want to tell you a little story I heard about that tree. Years and years and years ago, there was a forest. And there were many trees growing in that forest. One tree said to the other trees, I would like very, very much one day, if I'm ever cut down, to be the wood out of which a baby carriage is made. And I would like to hold a little baby in my wooden arms. Another tree said, well, that's pretty interesting, but you know what I'd like? When I get to a point where they cut me down and I'm big and mature, I, want, I would like to be a great big ship and a stately vessel that could sail across the waters and hold people out of the waters. They turned to a little old tree that was standing on the side of the hill and they said, well, don't you have some dreams about what you'd like to be? And that old tree said, oh, no, I don't have any dreams. I'd just like to stand here as a tree pointing men to God. Time went by. And one day, the men came out in the forest and they were looking for a tree. And they found this certain tree and they cut it down and they took it into the city and they split its boards up and they made an old rough type of trough. And they took it over to a cave where there were some cattle. And that little tree said to itself, this is terrible. I never wanted to end up like this. Why, they've just made me into some rough hewn logs and I don't look like anything. But there came a night when there were shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And the angel came and said, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, Christ the Lord. And the shepherds followed the advice of the angels and went, and they beheld a little baby in a stable manger. And that big tree that had been out on the wood hillside was holding in its wooden arms the most priceless gift 
God ever gave to earth, the little baby Jesus. And that tree said to itself, this is beautiful. This is wonderful. I never dreamed in all my wild imagination that God would let me hold the Son of God. Some time went by, several years. And again the men came out looking for a tree. And they found an old tree that it was big. And they took that tree, they cut its boards up, and they made a little fishing boat. And they put that fishing boat out on the Sea of Galilee. And that boat said to itself, its lumber and its wood, this is terrible. This is terrible. I wanted to be a great stately vessel. I wanted to take great men across the waters. And here I end up just as a little fishing boat. And then one day, Jesus stepped into that little fishing boat. And he began to talk like nobody ever talked. And he called Peter and James and John to be his followers. And he said to them, if you'll follow me, I'll make you fishers of men. And the world had never heard anybody talk like that man. And Jesus touched blind eyes and caused funeral processions to be stopped so he could raise dead people to life. And Jesus said, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are they that are hungry, for they shall be fed, they shall be filled. Blessed are they that are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And that little wood in that boat said, this is wonderful. I never dreamed in all the wildest imaginations that I would ever hold in my hold a man that could speak like that. His name, the Son of God, Jesus. Some years went by, and that old tree that had said to the other trees in the forest, I just want to be a tree pointing men to God. They came and cut it down. And they took that tree into the city. They took all of its limbs off and they hacked away at it. And they made out of it just an old rugged cross. And one day, they led the Son of God out of the city of Jerusalem, out to the hill called Golgotha. And there between heaven and earth, they nailed the Son of Righteousness, who had risen with healing in His wings, that one who had never lifted up his soul in vanity nor sworn deceitfully, that one whose hands were pure and clean, that one who came to shed the blood that we might be cleansed and forgiven of our sins. And they nailed His hands on that cross, and they nailed His feet on that cross. And they put a crown of thorns on his brow. And the Son of God was lifted up on that old cross. And he looked into the face of God the Father and he cried out, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. And Jesus, God's Son, died for our sins on that old rugged cross. And the blood of Jesus streamed down the cross forming a pool of blood that if sinners would plunge beneath that blood, they'd lose all their guilty stains and they'd be saved forever. And that tree whispered, this is wonderful. This is wonderful. I never dreamed at all my wildest imaginations 
that I would be the wood, the tree that would stand on an old rugged hill and hold the very Son of God as He died for our sins. This is wonderful. And young people and boys and girls, if you'll notice this tree behind it, it's like a pyramid. It points toward heaven. At the top is a big star. And in the heart of that tree is a cross. Because the cross points men to Jesus. And the tree that points men to God is the tree upon which Jesus died. This pulpit is shaped like a cross. You see the lighted cross there and all of the things that we do at Christmas are meaningless and so much hollow celebration if we forget that Jesus was born to die for my sins and your sins. And if you'll put your trust and faith in Him, He'll forgive you. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in thine heart that God raised Him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. And if you've already given your heart to Jesus, why don't you just say, Jesus, I want to give my life to you and serve you and honor you. And if you've never given your heart to Jesus, wouldn't you like to do it tonight? Wouldn't you just say, Jesus, I want to be saved. I want you to be my Lord and my Savior. Let's close our eyes in prayer, please. Every head bowed, every eye closed for just a moment. There are many of this in this room tonight who have already been saved. You have asked Jesus to come into your heart. God bless you. You know whether you have or not. If you have, right where you sit, just say, thank you, Jesus, that you're my Savior. There's somebody here tonight who has never been saved. You've never given your heart to Jesus. I want to ask you tonight to invite him into your heart. Let him come in and be your personal Lord. While we remain in prayer, we're going to pray. I wonder if there is someone here tonight who would say, Pastor, I have never given my heart to Jesus, but I would like to. I'd like to be a Christian. Pray for me. Would you slip your hand up and hold it a minute and then take it down? I've never given my heart to Jesus, but I would like to. God bless you. Is there somebody else? I'd like to remember you in prayer. All over the auditorium, would you just slip your hand up and hold it and then put it back down? I've never given my heart to Jesus, but I would like to. Pray for me. All right? I see you. God bless you. God bless you. Now I want to ask you to pray what I pray right now. If you mean business with God and you'd like to invite Jesus into your heart, would you just pray this prayer? Dear Jesus, sitting here tonight at this Christmas service, I realize I need you. I realize that I have sinned and I'm sorry for my sins. I ask you to save me tonight. I call on Jesus to come into my heart and be my Savior.
in Jesus' name. Now, friend, if you prayed that, God heard you. And I want to ask you, if you prayed that and you've asked Jesus to come into your heart tonight, I'd like to ask you to come in just a moment and stand by me. I'm going to be standing right down front. I'd like to ask you to just get up from where you are and come and stand by me. As you say, I want to give my heart to Jesus. Our Father, help someone to come, a boy or a girl, a teenager, a mother or dad, an adult. May someone come to Jesus tonight. We pray in his name. Amen. I remain where you are, and I'm going to stand down here, and we're going to start singing. We'll remain seated. And as we sing, if you would like to give your heart to Jesus this Christmas service, you'd like to say, I want Jesus in my heart, I want to ask you to come and stand right by me. If you've already been saved, and you just feel like God has spoken to you, and you need to get a little closer to Him, would you also come and stand by me? This is for moms and dads. This is for little boys and girls. And it's for everybody in between. Jesus is the forgiver of sins. Would you put your sins on Jesus tonight and let him be your personal Savior? While we begin to sing, just as I am. <laughs> 